Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory, as always, it is me, Jack. And it's me, Colin. Hello, Jack. Hello, listeners. Jack, how are you? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm Superman. How are you? You don't sound particularly super. You don't. You, you sound a bit meh, but like, we've just been chatting and you were in a great mood a minute ago, so maybe it's just the way the sound's coming through. I'm just tired, mate. It's like yeah. busy at work and stuff, but I'm glad to be doing this. This takes your mind off of things for... A couple of hours, and hopefully listeners as well enjoy sort of listening to our, our ramblings basically this week. And what what I did was put a shout out on Patreon for Patreon questions or Patreon subjects, and they did not disappoint. Basically, we've had about eight or nine people get back. They've all suggested different things, and over the next episode or two, we're going to try and hit on everything that's been posted. Actually, we'll try and get. We'll try and touch base with everything because, as you know, the patrons are top potatoes and top the best potatoes. guys. Yeah. Yep, the absolute, absolute top potatoes, they really, really are. Um, I wanted to just point out one in particular, and we'll, we'll get to his main point later on or something, but I know one of the guys, Blair, posted asking us about movies, and you mentioned that we did one of those movies on RBR, uh-huh. and I saw his reply, what's RBR? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's been funny or not, or yeah, if that's but, genuinely just a wrong-term memory list and it doesn't do the other one. No, mate, it's not, because I said, oh, mate, genuinely, you've obviously not read this. I went, genuinely, I, I thought you would just have been a Heart and Hand subscriber. And he said, no, nah, I'm taking a piss, mate. Uh, obviously, I am. I listened to that and Oh, fuck it. you, Blair. No, he's a uh, I, <laughs> I thought you were an organic wrong-term memory listener, but obviously not. No, we don't have any of them, I don't think, to be perfectly honest with you. I tell you what, see if you are, if you only listen to Long Term Memory and not Heart and Hand, let us know, because you will, I don't think you exist. If they do exist and you can prove it, we'll send you a t-shirt that we won't write, but we'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. But uh, yeah, I don't think they exist either. I don't think they do. I think you're right. I don't think think they do. I don't think they do exist. I think everybody that subscribes to us has followed us over after our four or five years of fantastic fucking content over there. So could be right. Um, you could be right. Could be right. Um so the the first thing that came up then was the topic of um greatest number one hits or one hit wonders. Greatest one hit wonders and that was from Mark. Yeah. Um and your knowledge of music kinda it starts with stuff you've heard in the Archies and ends with German thrash metal or something, pretty much, doesn't it? That's kind of your... That's kind of my bag, yeah. End. The, yeah. the Archies is opening back up again, by the way. That's been all over the... I know. It's well, But it's actually, it's like, I can't remember the event organiser, but it's like event organiser at platform. So it's not the Archies anymore, it is... The platform yeah. thing, and they've only got. I say they'll. They've only got. It's like two AM license they managed to get. So uh, that's, okay. that's basically why they shut down because they wouldn't get a license after midnight. There's no point. Then. Like, I don't know if we've. You might have spoke about this before. I've never been to a club night in the Arches. I've had a work Christmas night out where the work booked the whole of the Arches for us. Right. So I had like that that night in there, but it was like proper music. It wasn't Archie's music, it was proper music that was getting played that night. And yeah. I've been to Platform for the Food quite a few times and it's great. It's really, really good. Like on a 
on an afternoon if the food is brilliant. So hoping that these new nightclub nights for all these idiots doesn't affect that. I don't think it will. <laughs> like, wait a minute, it won't. Because people that are going to these nights aren't going out for something to eat first. No, you I know. just mean if they, if they end up having a... Maybe it becomes too much trouble to move all the tables and chairs out during the day to open them up at night again and all that. I don't know. Ah, that's it. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Um, I kind of... I got that twang of want when I read it, I thought I'd fucking, <laughs> right. I'd fucking love to do that again because it was about eight years ago it shut and it was about eight, ten years ago that I like stopped going out, just grew up a little bit, but I would kind of want to go back for a night out, but I won't. But I kind of thought, oh, that'd be, that'd be good. But that's just nostalgia uh, taking over your brain, basically. Why don't you go to platform right for lunch one day, but take your headphones, right, and just put that boom 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 music on while you're eating your chicken, right? Just and it's on. kind of the best of both worlds. Just your because the best thing about platform is the Korean chicken. The Korean chicken is unbelievable. So if you're sitting scanning that Korean chicken with um, Carol Cox and okay. Tiesto and that just bumping right, through okay. your ears, you'll be you'll be loving life. I'm having an absolutely great time, but yeah, yeah, Mark, who asked the question, is a legendary subscriber. Um, he's right up at the top tier and has been since the start, so it's only fair we dive into his question first. Now, like you said, I'm not really massively a, a, a music aficionado. But, like, when it comes to One Hit Wonders, you know, like, come on, Eileen, shit like that. Like, I kind of get all that sort of shit. So, um, but I'll kind of, I'll let you take this one a day because what Mark said, it wasn't just about One Hit Wonders. It was more about, like, where are they now? Any sort of scandals and stuff going on. So, okay. Well, well um, we found a list made up by Greatest Hits Planet Radio which lists the greatest one-hit wonders of the 90s, and I picked that one, Jack, because I thought the 90s was more our bag. We've got more likelihood of knowing them uh-huh. and potentially knowing what's happened to them. So um, we can <clears throat> we can try it out and see how we go. Um, the first one on the list is one that I do know. It's White Town, Your Woman, which I think was famous because it was one of the first songs that was made by just a guy in his bedroom with his computer, basically. And it's, um, you might remember it, it's I will never be your woman, do, 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 do that sort of thing. Uh, went to number one, did really, really well, <clears throat> but it was just one lad for Darby, just sitting in his bedroom doing it with Inky's Bees Apple Mac. Right, okay. Um, the way that you've described it there and sang it, it doesn't particularly uh, ring a bell or create an earworm in my head, so I don't really know who uh, Joyty Mishra is. But um, it didn't just go number one here, did it? It went sort of number one in other countries, I think. Yeah, I think it went all over the place. Like, it was number one all across Europe and stuff like that. Really, really successful. Um, he's an Indian fella. Um, by the name, he goes by the name White Town. Um, and I think it had success like all over India as well with the song and stuff like that. It was back in 1997. Um, he didn't really... He's not a particularly famous guy. He's not done a lot after it. He just got extremely rich off one single and he plugged his keyboard into his computer and made this song. He, Straight Edge, 
he's quite famously straight edge, has been since the age of 16, and he's a radical Marxist, Jack, um, and has been very outspoken about his beliefs. He's got a little bit of a following on social media and Twitter and all that, just because he had that one song, and he does it to talk about the, the wonders of being drug-free and coffee-free and medicine-free and the ideas of Marx. That's, that's his kind of bag now nowadays. Yeah, so you use the term straight edge there, and like if you if, if you don't if you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is. I, I never knew what it was until a, a couple of years ago, where basically um, I knew a band that were uh, I knew a guy in a band that were straight edge. So it was a case of like like she says, no drugs, nothing, no drink, nothing like that. Like their rider would be bottles of water and ginger tea and shit like that. Like he would gargle ginger before going on to make his voice better and things like that. And to be honest, because my West of Scotland male approaching forty, I think fuck up, man. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking go mental. Like you only get one life. Why 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 spend that gargling fucking ginger tea and like drinking Icelandic fucking water? I don't know. Again, it's very much a mentality thing. Um, yeah, it's it's it famously came to to the forefront for me because of the wrestler CM Punk. Is he straight edge, is he? CM Punk is straight edge as they come. Um, he's got all the straight edge, straight edge tattoos. He has the X on his taped wrists to represent it sort of stuff. And he talks about being straight edge for life. And um, he also, he's one of his catchphrases used to be, um, I'm straight edge, that makes me better than you. Ah, uh, um, so kind of like a vegan, basically. Kind of. Well, that's, that's a straight edge thing as well. A lot of them take it to the next level where... They think part of the street edge lifestyle is not having promiscuous sex, being a vegan, all this sort of stuff. Um, I don't think CM Punk was as bad as not because he was a he was no, yeah, no he wasn't because he was banging everything in the ring room in the dressing room. Um, but yeah, he's probably the most famous one. But that was what I know about White Town. The next one on the list, I don't know at all. It's yeah. a group called Space Hog. Right, okay, because I don't think these uh, one hit wonders are. All automatically number one hits. Well, this one it says was a top thirty hit. Yeah, so who gives a fuck about somebody getting twenty eighth in the charts once? Who yeah, cares let's about move that? Past space Hog. I don't, no, I'm but, not interested in space yeah, Hog. I, I do want to try and sing the song, but oh, okay, go for it. So heavily nodding towards glam rock acts of yesteryear, thanks to those highly infectious. Here goes. Woo ooh 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 refrains. Uh, Leeds Quartet Space Hog recorded their only top 30 hit. Who gives, like, honestly, who gives a fuck about, like, I, I was thinking that this list you said would be like, come on, Eileen, <laughs> that's what I keep getting back to, man. <laughs> that wasn't the 90s. Aye, so this is 90s stuff and it's not even top, it's not even top of the chart stuff, it's just like, if you've got a top 30 hit, that counts. Right. Um, the, the singer of that song though did go on to marry Liv Tyler and oh, was with her for five years and uh, she divorced him but yeah he got, five, he got five years with Liv Tyler Big Royston Big Royston Langdon yeah, <laughs> yeah Big Royston Langdon indeed uh-huh. um, the next one you'll definitely know though Jack 1992 what? Charles and Eddie Would I Lie to You would I lie to you, baby? Would I yeah, lie that's the to one. You? Right, okay. Don't you know it's true, baby? There's no one but you. All that sort of stuff. So, yeah, right, okay. Charles and Eddie. 
Um, they were very much a, a one-hit wonder. Um, they brought out a couple of stuff after it, nothing really happened with it. They split up five years later in 1997. Um, the song Would I Lie to You, though, Jack, does share its name with the, the TV game show Would I Lie to You, which is actually, depending on who's on it, it's really one of my favourite things. It really does um, depend. It's Bob Mortimer. If Bob it's Mortimer's Bob on Mortimer. it, yeah. it's must-watch television. Some of the stories he gets away with, like the one where about, like, where they would sneak about the back gardens and they'd sneak up to the window singing a wee song. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was, but everybody's like, you're fucking making that up. But no, that was true. Like, Lee Mack's actually quite good at it because he's always lying, right? But the way he just yeah. weaves that his lies are, are quite good at it. I've got quite a lot of time for Lee Mack as, like, generic and sort of non-stop that he is. He's... I think he's alright. No, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't go see him live, I wouldn't pay for tickets, but I don't dislike him. Like David Mitchell as well, quite like him. I think he's alright. Like uh, yeah. Yeah, started watching um, Peep Show again recently. Oh really? Yeah. Are you, are you enjoying it? Up. Yeah, man, it was brought up in um our football group chat and um Adam was speaking about it. And he's like, Yeah, it's one of those things you go back to every cut every like year or two. And I hadn't watched it in, well, since I, since I met Callum, so at least nine or ten years. Oh, wow, well, yeah. Can I stand up, man? Honestly, really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm only yeah, like no, two seasons good. in, but yeah, it's good stuff. Have you seen the, have you ever seen any of the photographs or the videos of them making it? How they did oh, with it? The, with the fucking like cycling helmets with the go cams uh, and stuff. The cameras attached to it and stuff. It's quite clever. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned earlier Bob Mortimer. Just before we move on, I have to say, I just have to do it. I must beg your pardon, but I am in your garden. That's it. There you are. That's the song they would sing. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Bob Mortimer, by the way, has brought out two books in the last year or so. One is his autobiography, which is excellent. Um, he also brought out a fiction, a novel called The Satsuma Complex. Yeah. Um, about a guy that gets involved with a woman in a pub, and he's got a friend. He's friends with a squirrel, and it is excellent it's just a fantastic book and the whole way through reading it i was just saying this is a tv show this is a movie it's going to become that 100 percent, and i think it will it's well worth reading i know you like audible and stuff you should check it out because i bet you're on audible with him doing it with him reading it himself i bet it's even better yeah it will be but if like there's certain authors and comedians whatever that as long when they read their own stuff it's better there's some that mm. it doesn't quite work with like it's like yeah I wish you get somebody better to do that. But I imagine Bob Mortimer reading his own fiction book would be would be pretty high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um right, I definitely think you know this next one as well from nineteen ninety three. Um it's by the Crash Test Dummies and it's called Right, okay. Do a wee bit more of it so that it gets in my well, head. Once there was this girl who all oh, right, okay. So yeah. the lead singer has got a very moo voice. Yeah. Well, he does in that song, right? But Crash like, Test Dummies actually had a very good album, right? The album the song came from had some other good songs. Afternoon and Coffee Spoons. Afternoons and Coffee Spoons was one of the songs. A few other ones. But this was their big, big song. Um, but yeah, it was a song about three children who bad shit happened to them. Yeah. Mr. Wazo, Flatbeat, which was used to be in, yes. was it the, was it Levi adverts? 
Yeah, I remember that time in the 90s when if you had a song in a Levi's advert, it was a guaranteed number one. Yeah, Mr. Wazzle. Um, it was the wee yellow puppet guy. Yeah. It was ding, 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 uh, was uh, that? No, that's that's no, Mr. Saxo that, That's Mr. Saxo Um Mr. Uh, Flat Beat was. Oh, you won't be able to do the tune, but people will. Know. It's one of those ones. As soon yeah. as you hear it, will go. All right, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the video it's a wee puppet in a taxi. Yeah, it's a wee. I think it's in the video. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did Mr. Saxo Beat rather than Flat Beat, so I was on the right sort of level with it, but not quite at. Um, famously, the Levi's advert, probably the biggest one, is uh, probably Shaggy, uh, Mr. Boombastic. Was that in that Levi's as well, was it? That was a Levi's song, yeah, Shaggy, Mr. Boombastic, probably the, the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a long time when any any sort of Levi's advert was a, a surefire hit. Um, four non-blondes, Jack, what's up? You definitely know this one, surely, Number two in the UK in 1993, 400,000 copies sold. Right, okay. I um, I will know it because it is a one-hit wonder, but one thing that I'm terrible at is names of bands and their songs. Like, even, even, even... morning and I look outside and I say to myself and I get real high and I scream the top of my lungs, what's going on? Right, okay. Magic, yes. I know that I know that very well. Next one I know quite well as well. Space Man always wanted you to go into Space Man. That one, Babylon Joe. That's the one. Yeah, another Levi's advert. What was it? Yep, another Levi's advert. A wee alien came to town wearing Levi's wearing Levi's um, jeans. So that's that one. Right, so surely the. The song wasn't written for a Levi's advert. It was the song was there, and then they made a Levi's advert out of it. No, um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, right, there'll be okay. somebody. Yeah, there'll be there'll be somebody who just goes around and finds these songs and signs them up for it. Um, the guy was the singer was a guy called Jazzman who was a bit out there. He was a bit, um, of, a, yeah, a bit of a weirdo, yeah. Yeah, he had a follow up song to this called Animal Army, which was actually oh. quite good. But it didn't do anything, yeah. and he was last seen on Brass Eye. Right? Okay. Um, was he saying? Was he saying don't don't do cake? Was it one of those ones? Much, yeah, they, they made an idea out of him basically, and he's yeah. really never recovered from that. He's never really came back. Yeah, fastest selling fastest selling debut single in British history at the time. Yeah. It even overtook the Beatles. Can't buy me love. Three hundred eighty-three thousand. Units in seven yeah. days. That's mad. I, I don't think he held that record for long because I think right. the Spice Girls came along not oh, long God. after that. Yeah, but they would have come along. Wannabe was, would have been 96 as well, I think. Yeah, I think Wannabe came along and smashed that to pieces, that record. Oh. Um, which, but he did have the record for some time. He beat, he beat a long-standing record of, of, the, of the Beatles, to be fair to him. So, um, fair play to him. You, you probably know the next one as well. Yeah, Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's got the like the weird fucking like speech, like it, like a lot of it's not singing; it's just a speech. The whole thing is just him talking. Aye. It's just him reading a essay that somebody wrote uh-huh. about it's, it's advice about how to have a better life and a happier life. So, all based around wearing sunscreen um, and various other bits and pieces of uh, advice. And I can't actually remember any of them just now, but uh-huh. that went to number one in nineteen ninety nine. Uh-huh. How bizarre! How bizarre! 
that's the next one. <laughs> OMC. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OMC. You could have um, given me a million pounds and I would never have been able to tell you that the band that sang that were called OMC. Oh, really? See, I, I could have done that, but I'm a no. bit of a loser with this sort of information. Oh. Um, they, most of them are dead now. Um, they came from New Zealand and the, 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 kind of, the guy that kind of put the band together, Phil, he died of a heart attack in 2005 and in 2010 his, his, uh, the singer uh, Polly Fumana died not long after that as well. Um, he was only 40. So they didn't get that long to spend their money and be rich and successful. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad news. Yeah, yeah it's just... I don't know, it's, life is bizarre at times, isn't it? Yeah. The Boo Rabbits, um, Wake Up Boo. You know this one? Again, with the title and stuff like that, probably not. But if you can sing a little bit, if you remember it, then maybe. Um, how does it start? It starts, um, let me just get the first lyric and then I'll tell you. Well, I'm looking up the lyric. Do you know Do you know what the boo stands for, what the boo's about? Uh, no idea, no. It's about uh, to to mock to kill a mockingbird and Boo Radley from that book. Right, okay. Never uh, never read it. Never read the book. Never read the book. Uh, so, Quite a side, so wake, it goes. Wake up! It's a beautiful morning. Wake right, up! Uh, yep, hundred percent. Yep. That's all I need. Yeah, that's all I need now. Um, Brand Van Three Thousand drinking LA. Yeah, this song that. was fucking cool, by the way. I loved this one. It was well cool. Oh, but it kind of was it not like almost like a parody? No, like, I don't so think so. No, this was a proper song. This one, aye, it but was like used. it was like it's been described as definitely parodying Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice with its with my money, with my mind on my money and my money on my beer. That's yeah. It's a, I, I think they kind of stole that bit from it. Right. And it, it worked out for them because they ended up, get, ended up getting used in a beer advert and it was for a beer that doesn't exist anymore. What was it? Like, it wasn't Holston Pills or something. It was something like that. It was used in a a beer that you never see anymore, like Beck's or something like that. Must um, be a Canadian beer because they were Canadian. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, but they were, I quite liked them. They were pretty cool. Um Olive, you're not alone. You would have known that, Jack. I would have thought it was quite dancey. You'd have liked that. Ah, uh, it was kind of electronic stuff. Yeah, I remember that one. You, um, her, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Ruth. <laughs> her name is Ruth Ann Boyle. Ruth Ann Boyle, not all of them. Yeah, no. and it's des- it's described as atmospheric electronic grooves and trip hop beats. Yeah, this actually got to number one. This one. Oh, uh, Olive, you're not alone. Yeah, that was an actual one hit wonder. Because like, again, I'm thinking one how wonder means it gets a number one. Yeah. Yeah. Menage Brooks. Bitch. You know you know that one? Can't think of it again. That's like, only reached number six. Yeah, I hate the world today. You're so good to me. I know that I can't change. Yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a something to well, I'm a comma. I'm a hate. Yeah, uh, okay. I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. This is just this is this podcast is just us doing the intro <laughs> round and the mind of us really fucking badly. <laughs> um, this next one you won't know it, but you've heard it. I think, I think you've heard this song three hundred times. Right, Stiltskin it. 
inside yeah. from 94. Yeah. Right, okay. Again, can't remember it right now. So it goes something, something, something. If you believe it. And it was the Sky Sports music for Scottish football for years and years and years. <laughs> right, okay, I've got you. I've got you now. Right, okay. No worries, no worries. We've got the New Radicals. Uh, you get what you give from 1998. An uplifting yeah. song. Yeah. It was a great song. Um, the video was them kicking about a, a, a shopping mall, grabbing down the escalators. Oh. Um, you only get what you give. You know, it was good. Um, they, they pretty much abandoned all stuff after this as well and just um, gave up because they made so much money. Um, this one, only top five in the UK, but I think it was like number one so many places all over the world. Right, okay. Um, Len, Steal My Sunshine. You yeah, know that one? Yeah, we all know that one. Yeah. That's good. Um, that's a good, so I've used that on the Daily Update before actually. Right, okay. Um, Spin Doctors, Two Princes. See, I know of Spin Doctors, but I don't particularly remember this song, to be honest with you. It's good. Princes, princes, you adore me. Just come ahead now. And if you want to call me, baby, just go ahead now. Do, do, right, okay. Do, 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 you're, quite, you're quite good at that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a um, brim yeah, full of Asher Runner. 45, I got a brim full of Asher Runner. 45. Yep, okay. That's Carmel yeah. Shop. Yep. The mighty, um, mighty, mighty Bosch tones. No way they're on this list. I seen them live. At <laughs> a fucking like what a terrible, terrible event at the 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 Barrowlands. It was called like Sky Nation plus some plus, but it was weird because it was like the mighty, mighty Bosch tones. So there's crunch playing trumpets and fucking shit like that. And do you know who headlined it? <laughs> Tell me. I don't think you'll be able to guess this. Uh, give me a clue. Uh, Pedophile lead singer. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah, Lost Profits. Yeah, the Mighty Betty Bostons were second headliners, and it was the Lost Profits that headlined. If anybody was there, because it was a really strange one, because there was a lot of, like, ska bands there mixed in with, like, the sort of more heavier sort of new metally type stuff of the time. Um, so I'm going to try and find that. You keep going. So they might have been okay, the next one is uh, The Laz. The last one, actually. The Laz, There She Goes. Um, which is... I think Charlie's joined us. Can you hear him? Yeah. It was called The, De- it was called the Deconstruction Tour at the Barrowlands Ballroom ah, okay. in Glasgow. It was in wow. 2002. Last FM. Who else is there, actually? I'm just really curious. So Lost Profits headlined. Mighty Mighty Bostons, Flogging Molly, H2O, Lagwagon, Mad Caddies, Midtown. Right, okay, I'm going to have to uh, let you just take the next one while I shut that door. because Yeah, no worries. So the next one is The Laz, There She Goes. Um, famous uh, Liverpool band. I believe the song was about heroin. Um, it got to, it came out, it didn't really do anything. Then it went to number 13 when they re-released it. Um, the Laz, I think, were the band that John Squire was involved in before he went to cast. And I actually think Noel Gallagher was maybe, in, no, 
Noel Gallagher roaded from the spiral carpets, but I'm sure Noel Gallagher did something with the Laz, or there was definitely a Noel Gallagher link to them as well. Uh-huh. But when you'll know the song, there she goes. There yeah, she yeah, I know the song. Again. Yeah, there she goes again. Uh, heroin, perhaps. But yeah, that's the band. chat. Yeah, that that was the chat. Yeah, that was the chat about it. But yeah, that's the the list of um, one one hit wonders. Uh, the only other one that I'll mention myself that isn't on the list that I, that I always think of when I hear one hit wonders. Well, there's two. Um, Mike Flowers pops with Wonderwall. Do you remember that? Uh, perhaps, I'm not sure. He was so it was an old fashioned singer that did a cover version of Oasis Wonderwall. And it was backbeat, the word on the street. Right, okay. I read your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it before, but you never really had a doubt. That kind of thing. Um, I quite like that. But there was also a really cool indie song by a band called Speedy. And it was called Boy Wonder. And it was about a girl who was lonely and she bought all the magazines and cut out pictures of all the guys. She made her, she made her favourite guy by Robbie's arms and Jason's legs and Robbie's hips and all this sort of stuff is the words. Um, mm-hmm. She's making her own guy. But that's a really niche one that nobody ever really remembers apart from me. Right, just before we move on, mate, we need to obviously just give our um, sponsors at Xsense a big shout out again. Um, we've said this a few times, but uh, a company that provide home safety products like smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms and other sort of smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe, Colin, 24-7. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they do. Um, they're, they're not just any sort of company, they're an innovative, um, cutting-edge company with some of the stuff they do, Jack. That's um, It's amazing, actually, some of the stuff they do. We've been lucky enough to get some of it recently and try it out and stuff, and it's just top, top-notch. It really is. And uh, devices are easy to install. They use smart technology, and you've got great peace of mind with them, knowing that Xsense is always on guard and you're able to protect what matters most with Xsense. So please do check them out. Really good sponsors of the show. You can go to their homepage, which is xsense.com. And they've even got their own store on Amazon where you can do it over there with the whole Amazon delivery stuff and your Prime membership and things. So yeah, Xsense are the good guys. Check them out, guys, for all your smoke detector and carbon monoxide alarm needs. Yeah, and we just gave away a Wi-Fi leak detector to one lucky winner. We're recording this in advance of that. We don't know who that winner is yet. Right, I was wondering what I'd missed at that point. Well. Nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are, like, we're obviously recording this a week or two in advance, but yeah. that is going to be... Like, there, there was, when I say there was only there was 12 or 13 people, so you had like an 8% chance of winning. Um, a, a really cool bit of gear that is going to... Um, Save your life, uh, save your life in case you get uh, in case you drown in your own house, which would be sad. Yeah, it would be right. terribly sad. It would be terribly sad. Now, uh, Simon sent in something, but I think I'm going to leave that until next week. Um, I think I'm going to leave Blair's questions until next week because I want to just get a little bit personal because a few of the things that have been sent in have been like our opinions and personal stuff, which is pretty cool. So I want to go in Neil's question. Uh, Neil's a good guy, he always um, has input for our shows. And he said, holidays are places that you didn't expect to like, but did, or ones you expected to like, but didn't. So I'll start with the last question, the negative part of that, which was like a place I expected to go and like and then didn't, and that was Turkey. 
I fucking hated Turkey. Now, that might have been because at the time I was only 17, went with my girlfriend at the time and her family. We'd done it on the cheap. We sort of booked it a week before we went. We were like, it was like a three-hour transfer from the airport. It wasn't even in the most popular part of Turkey. And it was like 40 fucking degrees. The hotel we were in didn't have any air conditioning. And I don't think I slept for about a fortnight. So maybe that's very specific to that time. But I was really looking forward to going to Turkey and just didn't like it, mate. Just didn't have a great time. Well, let me tell you, Jack. A place that my last family holiday with my mum and dad was Turkey. Right. And even at the age of 16, I was already a bit of a snob and didn't fancy it. And I didn't think it would be for me. And I went to it expecting the worst. And I absolutely loved it. So there you um, go. That's the opposite then. Yeah. yeah it's, I loved it. I went and really, really enjoyed it. So much so that I returned uh, with various girlfriends over the years and loved it. It's, uh, you know me, like holidays for me are going to Florida. Florida's my, my holiday place. But if I was going to do just like a beach or a resort holiday, and I just wanted to lie in a pool for a week, uh, or not lie in the pool, lie next to a pool for a week, Turkey is probably the one I would go for. It's quite cheap and cheerful. The Turkish bath and the Turkish spa and all that's amazing. And the food's really good. So, yeah, I quite like Turkey. And not being a young, attractive, blonde female, I don't really get bothered either. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of the things. Like, at the time, like, my we were, like, 17, me and the missus. And literally, like, the first night we arrived at the hotel we were staying at, and the, the guy behind the bar when like literally asked my girlfriend at the time's mum like kind of like sort of like something like how serious are they type thing like, as if it was like I fucking like the, the barman was trying to like sneak in um, to my missus at the time I fucking absolutely hated it Benidorm's a shithole hated that um, but let's go to the more positive things for me um, Poland is probably my favourite like City Break Place, I've been to Krakow and Warsaw, and both of them are brilliant. It's it's not only cheap, it's clean, the people were lovely, and just everything about it was way over and above what I thought it was going to be. I just think, like, the first time I went, it was just with the guys, and I kind of thought it's just going to be like an absolute scrap. It's going to be an absolute hole or whatever, but it's, <laughs> it's just... They're just lovely places. Everybody that I met was sound. So I would highly recommend, like, for a city break, Poland to people just to go. It's cheap, it's cheerful, and it's enjoyable, mate. What about you? you like, city breaks and stuff like that? You've been anywhere sort of interesting? Um, the, the place I went to that I didn't care for all that much was Bratislava. Um, I went to Bratislava on... Well, it was a lads holiday combined with Rangers playing over there. So Rangers were playing Art Media, Bratislava over there. So we all flew over for five days. And it was just a bit of a straight, it was a very strange place, Jack. It was very cheap, which was great, but it was quite scary. We get taken, we gassed a taxi driver to take us to a nightclub. We took us in this taxi for ages, dropped us off down by the river, and he jumped out the taxi. And appeared like this this door with numbers on it, an electric key code, and he started pressing it. 
and eventually they let us into this nightclub, which we were the only people in. And we ordered four beers and a Coke, because one of the guys was dying and wasn't drinking. And I think it cost us €145. Euros. And to be earlier on that day, we'd been drinking rounds of five pints that were costing us less than £5. So we just it's a very, a it's a very threatening thing. It's very much like, like you fucking pay it or you're not getting out the front door again type thing. That's exactly what it felt like, yeah. Uh, but it was a good place though. Like I remember, it was just it was a place I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's a place I just wouldn't go back to. But I do have funny memories from. Obviously, the football was a good laugh. We drew two two. Stevie Thompson scored. Um, I remember my mate Simon. We sat in a pub, and all the pubs gave you like a wee thing, a thing of nuts to have during your drinks. So we sat down. Pints came down the room. We put down a big tub of pistachios. Just put them down while Simon was at the toilet. Simon came back for the toilet. Right, saw the nuts. Took a handful of them, shoved them in his mouth, just bit into them. These nuts are off. <laughs> had no idea that they were pistachios. You were supposed to take them out of the shells or anything. He's just fucking <laughs> trying. He's trying to crunch through these pistachio shells because he's that pissed. Um, he also decided that every single waiter, barman, shop staff in the whole of Bratislava was called Stavros. Right, Stavros. So it was, okay, it was Stavros. I love Stavros. Stavros. Five bites, Stavros. Even even the girls behind the bar were called Stavros. Um, it was just a, I could I could talk all night about stories of that holiday. It was one of it was you know what it was probably as much as I enjoyed parts of it. It was then that I realised I was over the I was over the guy's holiday type of life. I was done with it at that point. Yeah, I think I totally understand that. that I think we'll call it a day there, Colin. Um, we've managed to get. But there's tons of stuff with patrons. We might get a couple of episodes out of this, maybe even a couple more than we expected. But we will be back uh, next week with Simon's suggestion about no stupid questions, cult movies, funny funeral stories, uh, and pubes, maybe. We'll see if we get there, right? Excellent. Sounds good to me, mate. Always good to chat. And uh, thank you for listening, folks. See you later. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore long-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. (laughs) 